Hello, hello, hello. It is Sean, your host and GM for the Crack Die Podcast. Now, we know things have been really strange lately with, you know, everything that's been going on, and we hope everyone is managing to get through it in the best possible way. You know, we've been recording a little bit more often because we have the luxury of being able to do that right now. And, you know, playing this game has really helped me kind of just unwind. So I hope that that comes through in our recordings and I hope that you are enjoying this and this is a pleasant distraction from everything that's going on. Today's Thursday, like always, and I just want to remind people that this year, PaizoCon is all online for obvious reasons, but it's also completely free. So head over to paizo.com to get all of the details. I believe it's running from May 26th to May 31st this year. If you're free, grab yourself a game. I know I'm going to try and find at least five games to play in those six days so we can just relax, have fun. The PaizoCon GMs are some of the best GMs I've ever been lucky enough to play with last year. It was amazing, and I can't wait for next year when we can actually all get together and meet again. All right, let's get to the table and find out what mess our crew is in this week. Welcome to the 37th episode of the Cracked Die podcast. All right. Thanks, Sean. Yes. You said thanks. Oh, you're welcome. No problem. Let's not beat around the bush. Let's get straight into you guys traveling. Okay. Previously on the Cracked Die podcast. All heroes repaired and traveled through the Ayudara. Upon entering this new portal, they were attacked by an image of Dahak. After quick work by Twin Talon, our heroes managed to proceed through the portal to the other side. Once through, they were met by a group of Ekuje elves. Our heroes now travel with these elves to their home. What mischief will they get up to? Find out now on the Cracked Die podcast. I looked up travel speeds because I wanted to figure out how long it would take you guys to travel the 10 miles you need to go. Is everyone's speed here at least 15? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Is everyone's speed here at least 20? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 25? Yes. I don't think. I think Brianna is 20. Okay. So So you guys can travel two miles per hour. So that's five hours for 10 miles? Yep. Five hours for 10 miles. Now, that's with taking some breaks because, again, this is the jungle. Pond Watcher is in furs. So things are a little oppressive heat wise and this is a a new climate that you guys are not used to so in those five hours would anyone like to speak with anyone anwar we'll start with you so temid would like to speak with oh my god i I can't remember that guy's name the the lead jahasi jahasi he would like to kind of find a moment where he where Jahasi isn't surrounded by people that Tem, like Temid's party and sure. would like to just kind of talk to him for a minute. Sure. So after about, you know, two hours of traveling, you guys stop to, to take a break, to get some water, to, to relax. And you see that Jahasi has kind of stepped away towards a stream that you guys are stopped by. Is he, is he taking a leak or something? No, no, he's getting some water, splashing some water on his face. And he's okay. fairly separate. Because Hammett seems to bond with people while we, you know, <laughs> are using the bathroom, so. <laughs> taking a leaf out of Silver's book, is that what's happening? <laughs> well, Silver started it, but apparently okay. it's it's uh, canon now. <laughs> it's catching. Oh, were you here for the elf piss circle? Oh, yeah, he was. <laughs> okay. So he, um, so Temid... Uh, just walks up to him, and it looks like maybe Jahasi is, uh, like you said, maybe filling up some water in the stream or something. And Temid, uh, you know, bends over to do the same, and then he kind of nods at him, and he says, um, "May may I ask you a question about the cult that you mentioned before, the Cinderclaw?" Yes, of course. What do you know about them, and do you know where they may have came from? I do not. My 
daughter, she is the one who knows more about them than I do. Have you had many run-ins with them before? They are a constant problem here that we've been trying to deal with. We, uh, we were able to drive them off from the temple that where the gate was after some got through the gate. The, those who remained after we drove them off, we've, we cut to pieces and fed them to the jungle. At that, uh, Temet kind of like smarks a little bit. And he, he also asked, has any, uh, have they taken anyone from you? Other than people falling in battle, nothing. So then, you know that, uh, that picture that uh, Temet found, that drawing of the symbol of the Cinderclaw, or what we believe might be the Cinderclaw? Yes. Pulls title. it out. Right. And I'm not sure if we still believe that, but uh, he just... I think that we think it's the triad now, the Crimson Triad, or... Okay. Yeah, that's that's actually probably true, but he's going to pull it out, and he's still going to show it to him and say, Do you, does this look familiar to, familiar to you at all? It does not. You said your daughter knew more about them. May I have a chance to speak with her privately? Oh, yes. When we get back? As long as no one causes any troubles in Acrevel, you're welcome to stay as long as you need. Thank you. And he, um, he says, maybe we'll have a drink when I get there. And then he says that part really loud, like, so that everyone just kind of thinks that he's just being normal, timid, bullshitting with people, telling them to have a drink with him. And then he, uh, he kind of pats him on the back and he starts walking away. All right. So does anyone else want to speak with anyone or do you want to get to Acrevel? Well, Sereya's probably just got some of, like, the things she uses specifically for frost files. Like, handing them to Pond Watcher. Like, here, put this on your neck. <laughs> Why would anyone live here? This is the worst thing I've ever experienced in my whole life. Just think of it like a sauna. I don't I know, know what that means. I know you're tempted to take off clothes, but I would be aware of insects burrowing into your skin if it's unprotected. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. That's a possibility? Yeah. Chiggers are a thing, man. I'm going to quit this adventure right now. <laughs> no, we need you! Oh, who's all gonna right. take all the hits I... besides Brianna? <laughs> Twin Talent. Yes. That sack with gold in it. Did you take the whole sack or did you just take the gold? I took the whole sack. Okay, cool. Just uh, I figure I'll, I'll look through it when I have some more private time. <laughs> oh my. Okay, so... If no one else has anything to speak to Jahasi or any of the other people, we're, we'll, we'll kind of time skip for three more hours and you arrive at Acreville. Woven tree branches from the foundations and buildings of this large treetop Ikuje town. Bridges made of sturdy vines spread out through the rainforest canopy, allowing rapid travel through the jungle for miles around. Dozens, if not hundreds, of trunks of massive trees, each over 10 feet wide, support a wide weaving of branches that in turn supports the city above. And each is decorated with twisted roots, shoots that have been painstakingly arranged to form images of elephants and leopards. Further up the trunks, amid beautiful meshes of branches that have grown together to form wide platforms overhead, a staggering array of grafted fruit trees and earth-filled terrace gardens create a spectacular display. An Akuje half-elf waits at the base of one of the trees, balancing lightly on a mass of protruding root. In one hand, she holds a brass staff topped with a sculpture of a leopard grasping a sword in its jaws and pinning a prone human. Her other arm seems to be made of not flesh, but of twisted wooden branches and bone. I am Nikita of the Leopard Clan, she greets. My mother was of the Stargazer Clan. You are guests of the Ikuje tonight. Welcome to our lands. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Jahasi smiles at Nikith and says, Daughter, it is good to be home. Um, so Nikith is Jahasi's daughter. Okay. Yes, she is the speaker or the linguist of the leopard clan. Linguist of the leopard clan. I'm sorry. As you hear you, that you are declared guests of the Akuje tonight, you hear more of that uh, whistling from the folks that came with you. That sounds like bird calls, and you hear whooping and a celebratory ye uh, yelling from above in the trees as you start to see more elves appear 
and start to prepare what appears to be a large feast. I get the feeling that whistling is like ululating. Or, um, what's it? Mountain calling? But yeah, Ooh, yeah, guess, some, yeah. Some kind of communication, obviously. Like cool. clapping? Kind of like clapping, like mouth clapping. <laughs> Thank you for uh, such a warm welcome. You're welcome. Mid uh, kind of looks around, and as they're preparing dinner, does he see any of that uh, liquor that they were talking, that he got from the people that were making fun of him? Well, the, they literally just started preparing. Like, it's going to take some time to get everything together. But I'm sure you will see a bar show up. As everybody knows, the first thing you prepare are the cocktails. Well, also remember, this is all happening in the trees above you. You are on the ground. Okay, I withdraw my question. <laughs> so how do, we, how do we get up there? Oh, it is, it's quite simple. And with that, Jahasi and Nikith rapidly vanish to the treetop. Jahasi nimbly runs and climbs up the branches, while Nikith's wooden arm unravels and extends, allows her to hoist herself into the canopy. So did she just like Spider-Man up into the tree? Pretty much. Okay. I like this one. Anyone who would like to try and get up there, uh, acrobatics or athletics checks. Oh, I'm so we bad did at so both well of those. <laughs> sure. Brianna, Twin Talon. Anyone else want to try? I also rolled. Okay. So, Bonwatcher rolled a 21. 21. Rolled a 23. I rolled a 22. 22. Tamad rolled a 14. Yes. You only got five. Oh my god, I rolled a fucking two. It was nice knowing you, Soraya. So, every, everyone but Temid. Oh, actually, hang on. There's one more person who has to roll. Silver. Everyone is able to scamper up the trees, except for Temid and Soraya. Temid, you start to climb up, and then you stumble back down. I see Soraya, like, basically jump off the, the vine or whatever. <laughs> no, Soraya just looks up and goes, uh-uh. <laughs> so I'll ask again, how much, does, how much do they weigh? I'm not sure if, if it came uh, across last time, because oh, I feel no. like if she saw her friends struggle, Brianna would not just scamper up. She would <laughs> pause and be like, do, do you both need some help? Perhaps. Should be I, fine. Okay, well they no, I, I'm don't not want much the, athlete. With a 19th strength. Again. Yes, you can try again. And with a 19th strength, what was that, Haya? If I'd be able to at least try and, and carry Surya up Tarzan style. Oh yeah. Or like you on can, my back. Yeah, you definitely, you can carry the lithe elf on your back up the tree. Perfect. And then Temid, uh, this time you find the proper footing and you're able to climb up with a 23. The elves laugh and cheer as you've all made your way up. (laughs) And then reveal they had a ladder. (laughs) They did. They did. They had a ladder to lower down to you. Couldn't make it up. But they, they, they clap you on the back as you all make it up. Uh, in the same way that they would ascend to their 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 village. Brianna takes a moment and waits till the rest are a bit out of earshot to like bend over and just huff a bit. Since she's wearing full <laughs> plate, it is hot. Oh <laughs> yeah, you're somebody. <laughs> up uh, the, uh, yep. You see, you see that the 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 city is in busy with preparations for the feast and kind of cautiously looking at all of you as you are outsiders. Nikith uh, gestures and leads you to uh, a group of empty buildings that are have been kind of hastily set up. Uh, these are leaf-topped houses, wooden walls. They're very small, but they look very comfortable and homey. There is a bed and a dresser and you notice that each in each of the house in each of these little houses that have been made and erected for you all that there is some hot weather gear so some lighter clothing that you can wear if you are not if you don't want to wear your armor and your full plate and stuff like that they do provide you with very nice cool clothes uh, praise Calistria. I was going to die any moment. <laughs> Brianna will also likely excuse herself behind some partition. Don't look at me like that, Matthew. <laughs> I'm just looking at you as you're speaking. Uh-huh. And shed her clothes off and, and shimmy into 
cooler ones as well. Thank yeah, I think Saray does the so same much. thing. She's got a lot of fabric. If you if they've noticed that if you have like full plate or armor, uh, they actually you see one of them kind of bring in a a wooden armor dummy so you don't have to like leave it in a pile on the ground like you can Aww. hang it up and it will air out and dry if you were because you were obviously sweating in it so they they're going above and beyond to make you all feel very comfortable in this city that's so sweet i would say that pond watcher is like super jazzed about all this because it reminds him of growing up in a elven tribal society so he's Aww. he's loving it so let's talk out of character real quick mm -hmm. about mechanically what's going to happen. Okay. Mechanically, this uses one of the newer systems that Paizo has just introduced for second edition uh, with influence points. There are things presented here that you can do to gain influence points, but you can also lose influence. The more influence points you gather the better results are. The more you lose or the worse things happen, the worse things come for you. So there are some events that are going to take place. Obviously, only one or two people have to do it. This is essentially downtime. Okay. So you guys can do whatever you want. This is considered a level five uh, settlement for the purposes of downtime. So if you want to earn an income, absolutely can. But... There are other things you can do. You can chat with whoever you want. So this is downtime over the course of one evening before the festival is set up. Does that make sense? I think so. I think so. And do we have private quarters, like places we can go by ourselves? Yes. Each each one of you has, uh, I'm going to mark them on the map here. This little cropping of houses over here. Each one of you has one. It's basically essentially the size of a one ho one hotel room, one hotel suite thing that you would get in a tavern. Okay. Um, but gotta, but gotta. they've given you each your own private quarters. There is a wash basin, a bed. Everything is made out of wood and leaves and tree. Um, anything that you would find in the area naturally. Clay pots uh, full of water. Uh, you can't see it, but just off to the right of the map here, there is a small river that okay. is running by here. So there is fresh water. It's a very beautiful city. It's above most of the trees, so you can see everything. The village is much bigger than what you see on the map that I've provided. Uh, it branches off into other areas, as you can see from the, 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 the bridges and whatnot. But this is the main town center essentially of Acrevel. Big. Yeah. Oh, it's huge, yeah. It's a level five settlement, which means that Yeah, does that give us like population estimates? So a level five is essentially a city. And does it give us any kind of estimation as to how many people? Between two thousand and five thousand people. Okay. So yeah, it's that's a good sized city. Yeah, it's pretty big. Especially so, considering big parts of it are just, like, open holes in the floor. Yeah. It's 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 really big. So, whatever you want to do, pretty much, is what you can do. Um, I will keep track of your influence points off to the side here, so you can't see them. But I will let you know you're starting at zero. So, I'm just going to go from the top to the bottom of the, of the uh, Discord chat that we're using right now uh, and just kind of find out what you want to do. So Anwar, we'll start with you. Hamid would like to uh, to find the the daughter of Jag... Uh, what's his name? Jahasi. Yes. So Temid would like to find the daughter of Jahasi okay. and see Nikia. if he can, yeah, Nikia, and see if he can find, uh, find out anything about what he was asking about before. Okay. Sounds good. Christine, what does Saray want? To do? uh, she actually also wanted to talk to Nikith, so Anwar, as long as it's okay with you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it would be very natural for that to happen, um, and we can play that however it comes up. Yeah, sounds good. Haya, 
What does Brianna want to do? I think she will... Please forgive me, I'm terrible with names. She would return to the leader and thank him for his people's hospitality and continue with, if there is anything that we as, as a party can, can do to help or, or perhaps, I, I know we're outsiders, but we can perhaps help with preparations or, or gathering All of right. things. So you're going to go talk to Jahasi. Twin Talon, what would you like to do? Okay, so two things. One, when I'm alone in my solo cabin, I'd like to go through that bag more thoroughly to okay. see what all's in there. And then after that, I would like to find some people in the village. I mean, Twin Talon is 19 years old, so he's going to look for people approximately his age. Or, I mean, I know that... Because it's my impression that elves up to a certain point mature the same as humans and then they kind of just like plateau like they don't get any they don't appear any older even though or they like age very slowly after a certain point but it's looking for like young adults that ton of people um and see if there's any like sports that they play okay so, like their version of like lacrosse or or, or soccer or whatever you know okay. just to kind of hang out with the locals and do local stuff and rich what is pond watcher doing uh, after after bathing a little bit um, and putting on his new duds, Pondwatcher is gonna head out into town and just kind of like disappear into the into the city and see if he can find like a party or a tavern or something. Excellent. All right. So we'll start with Anwar and Christine. So Temid and Soraya, you find Nakia. So if um if. Christine is okay with this. I, I imagine Temid uh, gets there first, but not, not by a wide margin, but just slightly before Soraya. And he begins his conversation as she kind of walks up behind him. Is that all right? Yeah, sure. So, you know, Temid just walks up to her and says, uh, you're Nik- is it Nikiev? Nikiev? Yes. N- okay. N-K-E-T-I-A-H. Again, I'm going to put this out there that I am probably butchering these names and I apologize. Again, I apologize immensely for butchering these very beautiful names. Um, I'm just really bad at names in general. And, and also these are very difficult for me to pronounce. So Enkedia. All right. Enkedia. So you, you approach Enkedia. He says, so you're Enkedia. Uh, yes, I am. Uh, nice, nice to meet you. My name is uh, Temid. I'm among the people who just showed up in your in your village, as you can, as I'm sure you're aware. Yes. How are you? How was your trip here? It was eventful, and I'll tell you about it over some drinks later. But I have some questions for you. Oh yes, please, please. Your father said that you um, have had a lot of dealings, or you are the most knowledgeable in your village about the cult. And and, and I figure, uh, you know, at any point, Christine, you can jump in. That's. I was actually going to say, I think like, as he's asking that question, she's stepping up and just kind of like, yeah, looks for the answer. She's, this is what you want to ask about. Ah, yes. The cinder claws. We will discuss this during dinner. I I feel that we, we want to share this story with everyone. And I feel that... Uh, you, uh, well, let me ask this. You are tracking down, uh, you are tracking down the cultists who invaded your lands, yes? Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, let's say that that's what we're doing. Okay. I think I can give you a place to start. They've, uh, they've tormented us as well. If you can find them and defeat them, we will all prosper. Uh, I think I can give you a place to start. But again... We will we let let's let's bring that together for the feast tonight. I, I enjoy telling stories, and we can talk about that after as well. Um, but so Temid looks uh, a little bit, and I think sorry, I can see this. It, he looks a little bit aggravated, you okay. know, and it, he's not like his jovial self, and um, you know, because he like just to give a little bit of a uh, of a little bit of a peek behind the curtain, he's he feels like she's not. She has some information, and he's not sure if this is even information that he, that that the information that he's looking for, and if he's even on the right track, and that it, the quicker she gives it to him, the 
the you know quicker he can be um you know determine whether or not he's on the right track so he kind of just um you know there's a momentary kind of flash of frustration and then he he just continues on with his normal demeanor and he says something like um i i, I just want to know if they if uh just a few things about your encounters with them have they taken anyone from you off of, instead of um uh, and that's besides on the battlefield i mean uh, have they um captured any of your people and what are their habits like do you know of any rituals they may have torture uh, we, do they torture people we know almost nothing of what they do to people or anything like that uh if we had known about them sooner we would have dealt with them but before they became a problem but other than knowing that they call themselves Cinder Claws and they seem to be made up mostly of boggards and Chirikas, some of them seem to have taken some draconic features into their flesh, but that, but through what means I cannot say. Uh, there have always been cults worshipping the darkness in our lands, but those cults are usually small and disorganized and easy to dispatch. I've never seen one spring up out of nowhere like this, and certainly never one so large and organized. They have far more magical power than I would have expected. One thing that seems certain is that their base of operations lies somewhere uh, to the southeast, maybe? Uh, I can sketch out the area that we believe they've claimed for this region roughly corresponds to the positions of the jungle where my people cannot enter. There are places you can't enter? Yes. Uh, again, let let me explain all of that during the feast. Right. Um... Timid, is there anything else you wanted to ask? No, I I think that's that's some good information. And he just seems to be uh like distracted in his thoughts. Mm-hmm. And do um so uh Sean can uh d- does anything about people with draconic features or boggards and Churika with draconic features ring a bell with him uh for him no. as far as no. what he experienced? Okay. No, they do not. Yeah, so I think uh, he's he's uh, finished with this conversation. Okay. Does okay. Soraya have anything else you would like to speak to Enkedia about? Um, now, I, I'm sure you're very busy with preparations. And again, we want to thank you for such a warm welcome. And we, we appreciate all of, all of this that you're going through. But if you um, ever have the time, your father says you are quite the accomplished linguist and anthropologist. I would love to speak to you more about um, what life is like here for you in the Norwangi Expanse and perhaps um, even learn um, I know not not all of your soldiers speak uh, is, it, is it Taldrin this common? Or, yes. um, you can um, say Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, they do speak Elven but they also to speak a, a different language, a third one I would love to learn. Ah uh, yes uh, so my role in the in the in the city is uh, I am the linguist a master of knowledge and custom and of the spoken word if if the rulers speak to someone who does not know our language I translate if the rulers do not know other know of a foreign custom I enlighten them if the rulers must make a decision I advise them and if the rulers make a bad decision it is my fault Nikia snorts and then laughs hysterically at her own joke regaining her composure a moment later they say there are no bad rulers, only bad linguists. <laughs> that seems like a quite quite the heavy burden to bear for you. It unfortunately is, but it is also a position of honor. I, I understand. Uh, it, it must be a great honor. And if you do have the time, I, I understand if you don't see as you do have quite some responsibility. But uh, if you have the time or if there's someone you point me to, I would, I would love to learn about your culture and learn your language and how I might better advise my friends to not offend anyone. <laughs> she laughs. Can you give me a diplomacy roll, please? I can. Anwar, can you also give me a diplomacy assist roll? Okay. So you have a DC 20? Uh, yes, it, it might not be entirely accurate to say that I am the linguist for my group. More of an unofficial thing, but especially I may be most apt for that. Especially here, I may be most apt for that. Oh, I was able to succeed. I got a 13, but I get a plus, plus two. Yep. So 15. She looks at you uh, and smiles. You you seem to be helpful with... You seem to really want to help us. And I 
I can't say that it comes at a better time. These cultists have been bothering and, and assaulting us and our, our, our areas. Uh, I have reached out to other Ekuje clans, but I fear they will fall prey to the same magic that plagues us. Uh, no one has really been able to help us, and I fear that the Mog Ambia Academy in Nan Nantambu uh, is quite a distance away, and many of us are reluctant to call upon outsiders for internal affairs such as this, for fear that the mages might use it as an invitation to take our sovereignty from uh but here, please take this. Uh, it is a it was a gift given to me years ago by a friend when the when I went on a dangerous mission. She gives you. Um, so and I forgot to say this. Enkeria is a she/her, uh, just so you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and she gives you a dragon's eye charm. Okay. This charm. A dragon-shaped pendant worn like a necklace or set into armor or clothing as a decoration is worn is warm and smooth to the touch. It must be held in one hand to use. Pressing the palm of one's hand to the charm also works, provided that your hand is otherwise empty. It has four distinct powers. One of them, the dragon's eye charm manifests fire for you to wield against your foe. You cast a fifth level produce flame spell with a spell attack roll of plus 13. The second action, uh, each one of these is frequency once per day. The second thing is the charm's pupil becomes plainly visible. You can look through the charm to gain dark vision for as long as you sustain the activation up to a maximum of 10 minutes. Okay. The third thing, the third thing that the, the dragon's eye charm can do is shroud you in a faintly glowing layer of golden energy. You gain fire resistance five for 10 minutes. And the last thing is you can speak and understand draconic as long as you sustain the activation for a maximum of 10 minutes. So it is a very cool charm that uh, Enkedia gives you. That was given to... Soraya? That was given to Soraya, but, you know, she can hand it off as necessary. Uh, the look of it is it is in the shape of a dragon with uh, that looks like it is made out of stained glass. So it radiates multiple colors. Okay, so maybe we want to keep that away from Pond Watcher, or lest he snap it in two. <laughs> or that might be very useful for Pond Watcher. It gives him fire resistance. It gives him the ability to see in the dark. Yes, but... I think it would work very well. Yeah, it would it would work very well for him. I just don't know if he would want to wear it because it's got dragon symbology on it. We could ask him. I'm not there. Yeah, and then um, before Soria does leave, she's just gonna turn to Temid and say, "Oh, um, did you want to speak to her maybe about the mages? That seems they might have some issues with them coming in and trying to take over their lands. If I'm not mistaken, that might ring a little familiar for you." Yeah. Uh, wait. The okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, it's the, the mages? There's a, a, an, an academy of some sort that they oh, said they're a little okay. nervous to approach for fear that they might try to take their sovereignty away. Okay, yeah. Temmit, I'm going to jump to Haya, but then we'll sure. cut back to you with more discussion. Sounds good. So Haya, you decided to kind of find Jahasi, correct? Right. All right. So Jahasi is sitting standing against uh leaning against one of the the buildings in the town okay and he is just looking at everyone running around preparing for the feast as he is kind of also you know checking his his neck and whatnot there's nothing else that can be gained about that neck correct um solved yeah i mean he kind of told you that it happened during a fight with the cinder claws so he's he's not gonna turn into a uh a wear cinder claw a wear cinder claw treasure prefer yep it's <laughs> hard not that you know cool um well originally i wanted to go forward and, and offer my assistance but i'm guessing the conversation is going to be very similar to what had just occurred between soraya and temid and his daughter but I mean, you can still speak to him. Brianna will say, you know, 
thank you so very much for your hospitality for for um, yourself and and your people um while we're here i i would very much like to be able to help in in any way whether it's in in um preparations or if there's something that needs to be handled i i know things can be somewhat busy and i i don't want to step on toes or create any problems i just want to be of use while we are I'm, guests i'm sure we will need help uh gaining getting food for the for the feast uh in a couple of hours um if you wanted to go help them do that that would be very helpful uh unless of course your group doesn't eat meat which would be you know we can we have other options that's very kind of you um can i recall something to see if anybody does not eat meat i give me a society recall knowledge society you can make it untrained everybody eats meat with a six yeah so you don't you don't um you don't recall that if anyone eats meat or not uh, or is like allergic to meat or anything like that. Okay, um, I, I don't think there is anybody in, in my uh, party that does not eat meat. So so thank you very much. I will happily uh, join the the hunting party if they need uh, somebody else to do so. And what uh, what do you do with your group? What is your your job? I guess. Uh, Brianna will look blankly at him. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I protect so, so the party, example, I suppose. I am, <laughs> I am wearing this this jewelry because I am the Khalidi. It is a gift or an honor um, given to me by the clan. Um, Brianna will shuffle her feet and, and uh, scratch the nape of her neck. Well, I, I would say in the group, there are a few of us that uh, are more susceptible or, or easier to uh, stand in front during a fight. I, I suppose I'm one of those. Um, my my power, my honor comes from uh, the Lady Serenre, the Dawnflower. Ah, so you are a holy woman. Of sorts, yes. I'm, I'm her champion, or I hope to be. How, how so? Is there anything I can help answer with uh, that of the Dawnflower? As Haya frantically goes and searches for her wiki page. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh no, no no i just uh even though my daughter is the one who uh more knowledgeable in outsiders than i am i'm always interested uh would you say the dawn flower is good she she certainly can be uh yes i, I would say she's good she she follows the tenets of good and and light and the and redemption and healing um she certainly favors those who have perhaps committed wrong in their past and, and wish to like i said previously redeem themselves and such so she she does um tend to try and speak to for example the the lesser good deities to try and and change their ways interesting all right give me a check of diplomacy 29 you see that he it smiles when you say that uh and he goes uh, you you were carrying a large were you carrying a shield on the way here yes yes you you were carrying that shield one moment and he disappears inside the building he was leaning against okay. um, <laughs> he comes back out with a red white and black shield oh I thought uh, it was almost the Captain America shield for a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a spell guard shield. Ooh. Uh, he re he explains that he received this in a distant land when he accompanied his daughter on a journey, and he received it as an honor for killing an evil necromancer. However, shields aren't really his style of fighting, um, and since you are someone who keeps people safe, he thinks that you could use that. That is so cool. Um, <laughs> uh, th this is too great of an honor. Uh, leader, I, I, I don't know if I can, I can accept this. No, 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 I insist. Uh, it, is, it is doing nothing but gathering dust here. And if it 
is something that can keep you safe and keep your friends safe, especially if you are going to help us with the troubles that have been going on. I insist that you take it. Then, by, by my honor, I will do what I can to keep your people safe and, and use this well. And she'll bow and humbly, probably very awkwardly, accept it, because let's be honest, Brianna's all sorts of awkward. <laughs> uh, oh, also, the, the gentle, the, uh, the gentleman uh, who will be leading the hunting party is named Akosa. He is a little standoffish, but uh, he means well. I'm, I'm sure we will uh, work well together and, and, and gather much meat for the feast. Yes. All right, Matt. Yes. You, alone in your room, mm-hmm. open up the bag. And you just see that there is a, like I said, a small gold bar in there. Okay. Is that it? Uh, yep. Uh, as you look at it, what do you, I mean, what do you do? Do you take it out? Do you look at it? What's going on? Sure. I mean, he'll, he'll reach in, I'll take it out, look at each side, if there's anything stamped on it. Okay. So, first off, give me a perception check. So, it was a natural two, so I got a 12. Oof. All right. So, it... Uh, as you look at it, you notice with that 12 that there is a small stamp in it. Uh, and that stamp looks like it is of a pyramid. Okay. You can also tell that this is worth 10 gold pieces. Wow. Okay. Maybe it's like from Osirion or something. Okay. He'll uh, he'll wrap it in the, the cloth of the sack and then tuck it into his, his backpack. And he will head out in, you know, the lighter forest garb to see if there's any sports ball to be played. Awesome. So as you head out, uh, you don't find a sports ball game, but you do see a pair of tall Ekuje girls look, mm-hmm. looking for, uh, looking curious at you as you wa- wander out and they start banging some sticks on the ground and motioning to you to come over. Okay. Uh, Twin Talon will walk over. You see that the girls start speaking to you in Elven. Do you speak Elven? I do not. Um, okay. However, I do have an undedicated language slot. Okay. Uh, I will let you spend that right now for Elven if you'd like. Okay. Because it is a common language. Okay. Then I will. All right. Great. So... You hear them start uh, speaking to you, and they challenge uh, one of the girls uh, named Maruko challenges you to a dancing game. Ooh, DDR. Known as, Let's do it. Known as the Daikata. Okay. So the game involves each player, so her and you, wearing a pair of copper anklets. Okay. The anklets. Uh, she's explaining the game to you, obviously. Mm-hmm. The anklets are designed to make chimes that are distinct from the other pairs when struck. The goal of the game is to dance along with the beat of a song, while at the same time using fancy footwork to, stru- to strike the op- opposing player's anklets and make them chime. Okay. Uh, the player that makes their opponent's anklets chime the most is the winner, but stumbling and missing the beat results in losing points. Or even outright losing the game. Okay. Twin Talon will step up. All right. Step up to the streets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is the step up to the streets portion of our game. The game ends when someone has five points. So the other girl named Senyo starts to make a beat with the, with their sticks. Okay. Uh, so the, the game goes into two phases. The first phase... Uh, you make an unarmed attack against their, your opponent with a minus four circumstance penalty because you are aiming. Okay. If you if you succeed, you get one point. If you critically succeed, you get two points. All right. So okay. go ahead and make me a unarmed attack roll with a minus four circumstance penalty. Uh. Okay. That's not on mine. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, there we go. So fist would be. 13 minus 4 is plus 9. 27. That is a critical success. I got uh, the beat. I got the beat. <laughs> uh, and then 
she is going to try and hit you, and she misses. So you get two points. Now you must succeed at an acrobatics or performance check to keep up with the beat of the music. Uh, I will choose acrobatics because my bonus is 12 higher. Okay. 24. You, again, you critically succeed. So you get a plus two to your AC for next round. Okay. All right. So do it again. Uh, The attack. The attack. 21. That will hit. So you'll get another point. And she gets an 18 to to your AC. Now remember, you're not wearing armor. Uh, right. But he has the bonus, right? Yes, he does have the bonus. So I think that's the same as my armor. Okay, armor only gives me a plus two. Okay. So 18 misses? Misses, yeah. Okay. So you have three points now. Let's see about our uh, acrobatics. Uh, 28. Uh, Again, you get another two plus two to your AC. She manages to stay on beat. Uh, just barely, but she stands, stays on beat. Okay. So the attack roll again. So three to nothing at this point? Yes. Uh, 25. So you hit again uh, with a, a critical, uh, but she also manages to strike you with a critical as well. But you have five points and she has two. As long as you make your acrobatics check, which I think you will, but... 27 acrobatics. Yes, you do. So with that... You, you win, and Yay! you beat her. Very excited, uh, and she is all smiles, even though she <laughs> lost. They, uh, a- as you were dancing, you noticed that some elves started to join around you uh-huh. uh, and watch the show, <laughs> and they laugh and cheer for for you. And you hear them joking around <laughs> with the el- with the young girls who were out dance. You succeeded there. Uh, right. And you've you 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 managed to earn some good in so far everyone's managed to earn some good influence on these on these elves. Yeah, was nice twin, work, Twin yeah. Talent. Thank you, Twin Talent. Will do his best to be a a gracious winner. Be like, oh, it's beginner's luck. You know, I'm sure if we do this again, you would totally wipe the floor with me. Um, as he says in his like very poor Elven. <laughs> You're. Um, I, I'm going to say that Pond Watcher has teaching you Elven, so you have a oh, accent boy. on your Elven. Okay. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> his oh his Elvin was actually very, like, he didn't have an accent when he was talking in Elvin. I noticed that, too. That was awesome. I was, yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. All right, Rich, speaking of Pond Watcher, after you change, you head out, and you find some, you find, I wouldn't say it's a bar, but you definitely find, like, uh, an area where people are, hanging out and you see three younger I'd say they're they're younger for elves they're probably like teenagers and they look at you and they say in elven you're from the north aren't you what gave it away well my friend here claims that northerners can't handle anything with spice well uh, our food is a little bland because Nothing really grows where I come from, not like here. Are you up for a challenge? Always. Oh boy. Excellent. (laughs) And a large smile appears across the faces of the young men. And they produce three of the brightest colored peppers you have ever seen. Oh no. Oh jeez. Now, if you agree to this... Let's have, I challenge you to a pepper eating contest. Oh no. Uh, (laughs) Outwardly, he just says, yup, let's do it. Yup, I love it. All right. (laughs) So, you pop the first pepper in your mouth. It's just like Silver's Jambalaya. (laughs) As does the first elf. And I'm going to need you to make a fortitude check next week. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Let me eat my spicy peppers. (laughs) What's next for our heroes? Will Pond Watcher be able to eat these peppers? Will anyone ever learn about Twin Talon's dancing ability? What is Silver doing in his hut alone? 
Find out the answers to these questions and more on the next episode of The Cracked Die Podcast. And now, a word from our sponsors. With such a tricky reputation that we Pathfinders have, we here at the Vigilant Seal are looking to fix that. Rather than explore, report, and cooperate, we much rather protect, contain, and destroy in other iterations of the society where waking up and causing slumbering evils to run roughshod on the world. We here at the Vigilant Seal work to keep things safe for the world. When other groups kick the slumbering evils lying chained underground, we are here to ensure that every link of that chain remains strong. We want to make sure that everyone in our faction is educated enough to identify and understand hazards. Are you looking to control the chaos of this world or just add to it? Join the Vigilant Seal faction of the Pathfinder Society. We really are super fun. Thank you for listening to the Cracked Eye Podcast. Background sound effects provided by Sirenscape because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition, Age of Ashes Adventure Path are all copyright of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information.